0: Next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football on a mission to solve their
1: offensive woes. Maybe it starts with the running back, y'all. One half of Beck to Harleen joins us. Find this guy! What does John Beck think it will take to beat Utah and snap the streak Saturday?
0: Plus, everyone's favorite quarterback uncle, Blaine Fowler, tells us where the BYU offense will improve the most this week. Let's go!
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem
0: Jordan. Lego up! BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Remember, remember, Tuesday, the 5th of September, for that Lego video. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the one, the only, brown-haired Jerem Jordan.
1: Yeah, I have black hair in that, but still, that's awesome. The radio audience couldn't see it, but we grew, we were Lego-ified, if that's a word. Lego-ified. Lego-ified from our boy, Jared Jacobs, at Gold Yeller. So we appreciate Jared taking some time to make that. That was awesome. <laughs> the
0: attention to detail on the set, I love the stickers love, on our computers. I love your little
1: hands. <laughs> But if you miss everyone's it, favorite quarterback uncle, yeah, go to, go to Twitter. We'll, we'll send that. out. It That's will awesome.
0: be there. <laughs> yeah, fa- fantastic stuff. Uh, by the way, Jerem Jordan asked a question that I am. I'm so happy he dared ask Ty Detmer yesterday during coordinators' you, corner.
1: You hosted coordinators' corner. Yes, uh, Gregor Bell in Colorado calling uh, a soccer game. Uh, so. Ty was there, and I thought I'd support you, moral support. One, be there for you at JCW's, along with eating delicious food. Yeah. Great. Not hard. Some of which I offered to Eliza Tuyaki, did not accept. Uh, I'll get over it. Uh, but Ty Detmer, I, I used the hashtag BYUCC or CCBYU, and I said, Can I call a play, <laughs> Ty Detmer, this year in your voice on headset? To which he responded with
2: this We got enough <laughs> problems with me calling him in my voice. <laughs> Let alone Jerem Jordan calling one. Although, who knows? It may work. We might might be getting to the point where we'll try anything, Jerem. So the moment I call a play is when all
1: heck has broken loose with the BYU office. We're we're in trouble. And it is not yet.
0: We are in trouble.
1: Oh, by the way, happy uh, first day of school for the BYU students, some of which are in the studio, like running cameras and stuff, uh, and on our crew, in audio and graphics and... You know, but everywhere behind the scenes. So, good luck. You're down to 20 hours now. You can't work 40. Just make sure you stay under 20, okay?
0: Yeah. And by happy first day of school, we mean good luck. Good school
1: awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, College is like some of the best times of your life. It really is. Don't worry about some not, little. Just not the homework and tests paper. and stuff like that. American Heritage, man. Awesome. <laughs> <Let's> go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kim, not so cool. No. Not so Don't cool. Don't bring
0: back those memories. Again, we're trying to make them happy about the first day of school, right?
1: Yeah. You're a BYU, man. Happy.
0: Golf best, classes. The best
3: university in the country, Tennis baby. Tennis
0: classes. Social scene. All right. Bring on the headlines.
3: It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines.
0: Mark your calendars for Saturday, BYU students and everyone else. BYU football bearing down on the rivalry game with Utah and obviously looking to improve their performance from last Saturday. How do they do that? Watch today's post-practice interviews. We will recap all of that. Plus, the BYU TV Sports Facebook page is the place to go, beginning at 1.10 p.m. Eastern time. Everything you want to know as BYU prepares for Utah.
1: Kani Kua was signed to the Cleveland Browns practice squad. Nakua tweeted this yesterday, blessed to stay in Cleveland with the dog pound, to which someone on Twitter snarkily uh, responded, you said blessed in Cleveland in the same sentence?
0: Oh, man. <laughs> Believe-land, Jerem. Believe-land. Joe
1: Kim Noah then responded said, who goes on a vacation to Cleveland?
0: <laughs> Don't do that.
1: I'm just yeah, quoting know, other people. I know. Yeah.
0: Women's volleyball remains 10th in the nation in the latest AVCA coaches' top 25. They're undefeated 6-0. and Outside hitter Ronnie Jones-Perry, the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, in the Boise State Tournament, Perry, 47 kills, 15 digs, in 10 sets of action.
1: And I'm very excited about this next headline. Former Cougar Jacob Hanneman was way by the Cubs. Why am I so excited? Because my Mariners picked him up, and for the first time in his five-year professional career, he was called up to the big leagues. He joins the Mariners today in Seattle. They take on the Houston Astros. Congratulations to Jacob Hanneman. I was telling you before the show, I'm super happy for him. I went to a Cubs-Mariners game in the spring where Adam Law and Jacob Hanneman played for opposing sides, Mariners-Cubs.
0: Batcat alumni.
1: Both got in, both got a hit, and now they're in the same organization, Adam Law with the AA Arkansas Travelers. And Jacob Hanneman called to the bigs. The third BYU player called up to the show this year.
0: Third-round draft pick by the Chicago Cubs. Man, things change fast, right? Of
1: course, his brother is Micah on the football team.
0: Things change fast. No longer with the Cubs. Oh, by the way, you're in the bigs.
1: An injury to Jared Dyson in center field was the key to that.
0: Good luck to Jacob Hanneman, and congratulations on a long road paying off. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
3: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU
0: Sports Nation. If you don't have one, you've got none. The BYU running backs are in flux, to say the least. Ty Detmer, as we mentioned already, on Coordinator's Corner yesterday, he was fantastic, all business, good-humored as usual, and opened up about the running back issues that he currently faces leading the BYU offense.
2: We've got to find people that will put their foot in the ground, and when it's tough yards, we will get tough yards for us. And that's really what we're looking for out of that group from somebody. You know, Jamal, we don't have Jamal. We, he covered up some of those things last year by making people miss in the hole. And we haven't had that yet. Available. Who is available
0: to get the tough yards when BYU needs them? Squally Canada has been the number one since early in fall camp. That was told to us by Reno Maya. He hasn't gone anywhere, but he's not the bruiser. He's not the bruising running back. So, But he has a role. But he does yeah. have a role. Now, who who's the guy after that?
1: Kavik Fonua got hurt during the LSU game. He came back in. He's, he's a guy that can get some tough yards, it would, it would think. Here's the guy I want to see more of. Ula Tolutau. Ula Tolutau was a guy that tore it up in Salt Lake City in high school, was going to follow Gary Anderson at Wisconsin. The dude was going to Wisconsin. Like, BYU will take any and every running back from Wisconsin, where they grow them on farms. Like, he is awesome. Tolutau had one carry versus Portland State, no carries against LSU. Hearing that he's healthier and feeling better, he had an injury uh, in fall camp with his leg, with his toe. He's he's getting better, and hopefully he's a guy that can get you some tough yards. He's a bruiser, man.
0: Is he the guy to get the tough yards against Utah, and how close to 100% is he? We asked Ty Detmer about that.
2: I think he's close. Uh he was ready to go this week, um this last week and and uh you know just the way the game kind of went, um we ended up, you know, not playing him much if at any at all on the offensive side. So that gives him an extra week to really feel good about where he's at and and legs healed up and and I think he'll be 100% going forward.
0: BYU coaches want to narrow this down to a few guys and hopefully Ulatolotau is in those few guys, but I mean, the running back by committee, I think six different guys have carried the ball this year. So does that narrow to three and then eventually become like two?
1: It's whoever's effective. And, and we're talking about within the game, within a series, right? If you give a guy, how many carries do you need to give a guy before you're like, nah, or yeah? How many carries? is that? I don't know what that is.
0: Well, BYU only ran the ball 10 times total against LSU.
1: 14 with four Tanner Mangum rushes. Couple, two sacks, one Johnny Linehan rush on a punt. So, technically, the running backs only ran the ball nine times against LSU. Nine times! I mean, how do you know? You
0: don't have reps. Like, there's, not, what, there's not that much film to go off right now. Well,
1: by design, like, if you continue to get one yard on first down, at some point in the LSU game, tied Deppery goes, well, we got to throw on first down. But then you're in a throw, throw, throw situation, you don't convert, you're in trouble. Riley Burt, Yeah, then there's there's the curious case of Riley Burt. The curious case of Riley Burt is right.
0: Because, and I asked Ty Detmer about him yesterday, and he said, well, Riley's down the depth chart. He has been in fall camp. He knows where he is. We essentially just don't feel like he's ready to tote the rock on the field right now. To
1: the point that you don't give him a single carry. There's something else. It's, I I don't know what's going on there. I, I would love to know. Uh, w- with Riley Burt. Trey, I- I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying not even one carry. Okay, interesting. Um, Trey die l- used a little bit. K.J. Hall. Had an MRI yesterday to diagnose
0: an injury he sustained in the LSU game.
1: Yeah. So, BYU a little banged up, but there are enough guys. Squally, Canada, Kavik Fonu, Ula Toluteu. I think you're a top three running backs going into the Utah game.
0: I imagine we will see those three. And not much else against the Utes. They're starting to narrow it down and looking for guys that can get the tough yards. Which brings get us any to our Twitter question today.
1: Get any yards. Not even tough. Just some yards. Because it was negative five. What do you want to see from the BYU run game against Utah on Saturday? Use hashtag BYUSN. At Greg Rosenhan. At least one rushing touchdown and a more physical presence.
0: I think that is very, very worthy of asking.
1: I was expecting a crazy answer. No, that's well <laughs> that's cogitated, a right? That, that's a
0: yeah. R- exactly.
1: Yeah. Why am I shocked by that?
0: Rational and then some. <laughs> At least one rushing touchdown, and to be oh. physical—that this is BYU. That that should happen,
1: yes. right? Yes. This offense is predicated upon the ability to run the rock and set yourself up in a third and four or fewer. Every every time BYU against Portland State, third and nine was the average. Third and eight. Point four against LSU. I'd
0: take third and six. You're,
1: you are going to lose a lot of games where that's the case. You win the first one because it's an FCS team. That's I would take third won.
0: and six. Third and five, third and six, based on what has happened the first two games,
1: would be a dream. Now, last year against Utah, it's not like BYU was running wherever it wanted to. Taysom Hill no, led the way.
0: It's the Utah defensive front.
1: Jamal, yes, they're very good. Jamal. They're, no LSU, but they're good. The, the struggle on offense from running backs is real, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU returns one whole rushing yard from last year's game versus Utah because it was Taysom Hill, 90, Jamal Williams, 58, Algernon Brown, negative three.
0: And Jamal played a half. Three, play? so three quarters. Okay, three yeah.
1: quarters. Yeah, he didn't play the full game. Braden Elbakary had one yard. So he's your returning yard against Utah. So it's this is totally new to these guys. I or said Utah.
0: it yesterday and I'll say it again. If BYU can't establish a running game of some sort, then I don't care who your quarterback is. You're in trouble. Yeah. You are in trouble. And
1: they were okay against Portland State. Like they were good enough running the ball.
0: What do you want to see from the BYU run game against Utah on Saturday? That is our Twitter question today at Crazy Cook Fanatic says great blocking, setting up hard downhill running. And too greedy to ask for some yards after contact?
1: A little bit against Utah, honestly. That defense.
0: Coming up, former BYU quarterback John Beck joins us to discuss the progression of Tanner Mangum. And is there really a curse on BYU from that 2009 game? But first, Blaine Fowler on where he thinks the BYU offense will improve now.
3: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official
0: outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Happy Tuesday, everyone. First day of school for BYU students. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. So get on your Twitter machines while you're in class because everybody knows the discussion of the syllabi really doesn't matter right now.
1: You don't need to pay attention. It's going to be all right. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: All professors are like, boycott BYU Sports Nation.
1: No, no. Focus on your academics. This is also on demand, of course. And tonight at 7 Eastern, when you hopefully don't have class like a crazy person at night, 7 Eastern time. You can watch after further review. The guys break down the carnage at LSU and prep BYU versus Utah. I did take a Tuesday night class, History of Civilization at BYU. And the the guy did not use any slides of any kind. He just spoke for like two hours. That
0: sounds amazing.
1: It was so boring. It sounds amazing. The only thing I learned from that class was that Genghis Khan could turn around. His, his people, they could turn around on their horses and shoot 100 yards with accuracy. With a bow That's and arrow? That's the only thing I learned from with that class. With a bow and arrow? With a bow and arrow. No, a gun. A bow and arrow. That's impressive. Amazing, right? That That's the only impressive. thing I learned, and I just shared it with you. Hashtag
0: you. BYUSN to sound off on Genghis Khan or anything else you might want to Genghis talk Khan. about. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, what do you want to see from the BYU run game against Utah on Saturday? The kind of accuracy that Genghis Khan implemented.
1: Tanner Mangum needs to be like Genghis Khan and his people.
0: (laughs) At CPA underscore Koog tweets in, someone who can step up and get the offense moving. This offense desperately needs leadership and playmakers right now.
1: Absolutely. Spot on.
0: Joining us now, as I mentioned during our open teas, everyone's favorite quarterback uncle,
3: <laughs> Blaine Fowler. Wait, it was more like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, That's how Lego hands Lego go like expressions. This. <laughs> <laughs> the eyebrows too. And by the way, when I think nice. of archers, I don't think of Genghis Khan's guys. I'm thinking of Legolos. Oh, we need yeah, Legolos. Kind of, yeah. We need yeah. Legolos accuracy yeah. Yeah. with the archers. Yeah. So Orlando Bloom, paging Orlando Bloom. Yeah, yeah, can we can we get Orlando out there? <laughs> What do you want to on, see? He couldn't keep the honor code,
1: Blaine. What do you want to see? <laughs>
3: Stop that it. Very good point. No, I'm I'm with Fly you. Off? No, you're right on. He he's not even interested in the honor code. You're <laughs> not going to recruit him. No.
0: What do you want to see from the BYU run game against Utah, based on what's happened in the
3: previous two games? Yeah, I I'd like to see. It's interesting as I watched. I broke down the film. Um, there were a lot of times that there were solid blocks along the line of scrimmage and one guy got beat man-to-man. There were other times when there were small cracks in the defense and the backs didn't hit the hole at, at the right speed or hit the wrong hole, bounced the wrong direction into a block. So there was, there's plenty of blame to go around. Certainly the offensive line can do a better job uh, of making sure that they're sound all the way across. Because against a team like LSU, it only takes one of those really, really talented guys up front to win – that one-on-one, and now you've got problems because those guys are fast enough and good enough to close the gap and make and make plays, especially if the backs aren't running as hard as they can downhill. So so it's a combination thing. They have to get better. It helps that you don't play LSU next week. That helps a lot. Um, I mean, I think people don't understand how good they are. For BYU, and, and I know on After Further Review, we all picked BYU to win. I picked them 21-20. But we don't want to give them bad karma by not picking them. Vegas had them, and we. I know we're talking about Vegas, as, a, as a, almost a two-touchdown deficit. If if you LSU plays to their potential and BYU plays to their potential based on talent, LSU's about two touchdowns better, which I believe is pretty accurate. If LSU plays really well, which they did, and BYU doesn't play well, then it's what it was. And this week, Utah and BYU, from a talent perspective, are really similar. They, ha- they were last year. So there's not going to be as many one-on-one battles won on the line of scrimmage against Utah and Wisconsin. I haven't looked at them that closely. They they may be similar on the front to LSU. Actually, they're not, they're not going to be as good as LSU up front. LSU hasn't had a recruiting class out of the top 12. Well, they've had one out of the top eight in the last 10 years. So, so they're just stacked with talent for BYU to win against that team. They have to play extremely well. And LSU has to not bring their best. I thought LSU, Ed Orgeron, and and that, that staff did a phenomenal job. Yeah. And they came ready to play, and they executed extremely well on both sides of the ball. And I was down there on the field, and I watched them in warm-ups, and I watched them for part of that game, and I went, wow, this is a really talented team. And you, know, you guys talked to Elisa yesterday, and what did he tell you about how talented they were? Oh, he thinks that they have a great shot to make the college football playoff. Right. So – that's the bottom line. is that was, a, victory. that was a better football team. Oklahoma was a better football team than BYU the year they played them. But we knocked out their NFL first round draft pick quarterback early in the game. The team took a step backwards because of it. They were kind. Of, they turned the ball over. They had penalties. They didn't play their best game, and BYU played almost perfectly in that game, with a bunch of NFL guys on the team. And so, so that's, that's what has to happen when you play against teams that good. So now here comes Utah. Utah's a very good football team. They're always very, very good defensively, even when they're reloading. So I'm not underestimating what Utah can bring. But on a one-on-one basis, talent to talent, they're not close to LSU. And anybody that disputes that... Doesn't know what they're talking about. And so what does BoU have to do? They have to win those one-on-one battles more often. The running backs have to play more downhill. When there's a little crack, they've got to go attack the crack and get positive yardage. So it's a combination of things. It will help that they're not playing LSU the next two weeks.
1: We've been talking about the offense. Obviously, it needs to play better. Kalani talking really open about what the offense didn't do on Saturday and what it meant to the defense and whatnot. So let's start with Tanner Mangum, then let's talk about what we were talking about, the running backs. What are you
3: seeing from Tanner Mangum through two games so far? It's, it's, he needs to be more confident with what he's doing. I've said this all along, that Tanner has the skill set to be able to drop back and throw the ball when his mechanics are good, as well as anybody in the country. So he can get it out and he can be accurate but he's got to be confident enough to trust his read, and he's got to be confident enough to make the read so that when he gets back there and he goes, I should go here, without question, he pulls the trigger and lets it go. I'm even okay if he throws an interception or two in a game. That's okay. When you're playing against really talented teams, now less LSU, phenomenal team speed. So the windows to throw the football in are really small. You have got to pull the trigger and let it go. And you know what? You might have a tip ball that gets picked off. You might have one that's not perfectly accurate that gets picked off, but you're going to complete some balls and you're going to move the chains. Utah is also very sound defensively. And so those windows, they're not going to be as small as the windows against LSU. Utah's got good team speed, but not close to what LSU has. So the windows will be a little bit bigger, but, but not that big. So what Tanner has to do is he's got to be very confident in the scouting report they're giving him. He has to be very confident when he when he takes a step back with his initial read, and then he just has to let it fly and stay within his mechanics and not worry. Right now, I felt like last week he was a little bit tentative, and it's hard to see those openings. That's, that's a great football team. He's just got to trust himself, trust his physical skills, and let it fly. And if you throw a pick, you throw a pick. That's my feeling on what they have to
0: yeah, do. Yeah, and before. Ty Detmer mentioned yesterday – I probably didn't do Tanner any favors all week in practice saying, get it out quickly, throw the ball quickly, because it then allow, it didn't allow him to feel comfortable enough to allow some of his progressions to actually develop and just going on one, two, three, and then you're in a hurry and then you look uncomfortable and then your mechanics are off and all that stuff.
3: Confidence in his reads, and then once you make that decision, then you throw it with full confidence. You let it fly. Sometimes you do that, and the ball's like halfway out of your hand, and you go, oh, that was a bad read. And you recognize it, but that's okay. You'll take a couple of those when he's throwing it with confidence and on target the rest of the time. I'll take, right now, I'll take a two-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio. They they need to complete some balls. And so Tanner is perfectly capable, But but what we have to remember is the great quarterbacks for BYU were great after they've been in a single offense that they've learned from the time they walked on campus for two or three years, and, and then finally in their junior year or sometimes in their senior year, they the light bulb came on and they threw it with unbelievable confidence and the reads just became automatic. Well, for Tanner, first time he was in this offense was last year, so that was like his freshman year. This is like his sophomore year. Anybody want to remember what Steve Young did his sophomore year? He wasn't the Steve Young we all know. How about John Beck? Was John Beck the John Beck that we know as a senior when he was a sophomore? And so Tanner should be a little bit ahead of that because he's been in the program and played college football, so the learning curve should be quicker. But uh, I think we're, we're expecting him to be great based on what he did two years ago. This is a brand-new offense, and I think he's going to be better this week than he was last week. I think he's going to be better the week after that than he is this week. Um, to me, what what we have to do is – in practice and all those things, make sure that we continue to build his confidence and that when he makes a decision, he goes with it and throws it with full confidence because when you throw it tentatively, you start to aim the football and you you just have to throw it and your mechanics hold up. If you start aiming the football, you're not accurate. And he had some throws that weren't accurate, and I felt like he aimed it a little bit. And that's that's a head game, and he, he has got to throw it confidently.
1: The running backs uh... – are a little bit of a situation as well. Obviously some injuries in there. Uh, also some question marks like who's the guy? Where's Ula Tolutau, Riley Burt, you know, those kinds of things. What do you think of the running backs right now? And who do
3: you see kind of emerging as some of the main guys? I, I think if Ulu can be healthy, he can be an every down guy. And Ty said that he thinks he's close to 100%. Yeah, and that's and that's the key. So he hasn't been, in remember, he's four months removed from the mission. So that's, is that right? I think, yeah, it's still four months, right? So... That's a tough thing, and, and so he's kind of played himself through the summer into shape, and they're feeling better and better about him. He's got potential to be really good in an in, in every-down NFL back, but they don't want to throw him in there before he's prepared and they don't want to throw him in there before he's 100% healthy and 100% in shape. So there's another guy that I think starts to get more, probably this week, more playing time, and then they can build on that. Can he be the guy? I think I think he can. But Ty's very careful to make sure that they build this thing over time and don't feel like they have to be world beaters offensively in, you know, two weeks into the second year of this offense. And on the other side of the ball, the defense – there were some real bright spots defensively at LSU. When you defend 42 minutes, I mean, I thought that they did a pretty good job against LSU considering the talent on, that side, on LSU's offensive side of the football. I mean, Darius Geist. I, I talked to Steve Craigthorpe, who's an assistant to Ed Orgeron there, a good friend, and we were talking about their quarterback and their line. He was talking about the talent. And, and he admitted they're really, really good. And I said, well, what about Darius Geist? And then he just lit up and he's like, oh, dude, he's, he's a first round. Like, he's awesome. Like, he's an amazing talent. When a coach at LSU gushes that he's got an amazing talent and a team of amazing talent, that tells you how good that guy is. And I thought BYU counted themselves very well. This is a guy that averaged almost eight yards a carry last year in the SEC West. You know, So BYU's defense doesn't have problems. They were fine. They're going to give, as the weeks progress, the offense a chance to kind of come on. Offense takes longer. Confidence needs to be built. I, I I think that who has the best chance to develop into a big-time guy like we're used to seeing? I think maybe Ulu's we'll that guy.
0: It's just going to take time. That's the thing. Four months off of a mission, and it's hard to be patient when your expectations are really high. And BYU fans know all about that. I hate that. being Blaine, patient. Great stuff. All right, guys. More of everyone's favorite uncle and quarterback, Blaine Fowler, tonight after further review. Brand-new episode breaking down LSU and preparing – for the BYU Utah game, seven Eastern, five Mountain Time. Thanks, Blaine. You bet, Thanks, guys. Blaine. What do you want to see from the BYU run game against Utah on Saturday at Hot Wings eighty five? Tweets in BYU will need at least two hundred yards of rushing if they have any hope of beating Utah.
1: Mm, two hundred. Last year was like one thirty in your a two point conversion. After
0: election. negative five, I'll take a hundred yards.
1: Okay, I will take. Chuck 85. the ball.
0: Chuck the ball. Coming up, we rock the streets with Between the Lines and Lauren Francom. But first, former quarterback and NFL player John Beck. Like this guy! Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere.
1: And tonight we'll be live at 8 Eastern time with BYU football with Kalani Satake on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The coach discusses... LSU and Utah, Matt Hadley, the linebacker, the senior, will be the guest tonight. You can send in your questions using the hashtag SatakeShow. And, oh, by the way, if you signed up or if you're in The Rock and you show up, Bam Bam's after the show tonight, baby. Okay, okay. I've not been able to uh, stop thinking about Bam Bam (laughs) during this program, admittedly.
0: Super Tuesday for several reasons. BYU Sports Nation re-air at 6 Eastern time followed by a brand-new episode of After Further Review, and as Jeremy mentioned, the show with Kalani Satake. BYU football, Kalani Satake, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain on BYU TV and BYU Radio tonight. Greg Rebel hosting. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. It is preparation time for the rivalry showdown with Utah in Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday, 10-15 Eastern on ESPN2. BYU obviously looking to improve. From their performance against LSU on Saturday. Yesterday, head coach Kalani Satake told the media that he's being tough
2: on the offense for a reason. So it's hard to really uh, evaluate it. And I know I'm coming down hard on the offense, but man, let's, let's be honest. thats what well, That was the issue. And
4: Ty knows that, and our offensive players know that, and Tanner knows it, so we'll fix it.
0: Can't be much more clear than that. Watch today's post practice interviews plus a recap with us on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. At one ten Eastern Time.
1: It's in 40 minutes, so get ready. Kinda Nakua was signed to the Cleveland Browns practice squad. Nakua tweeted this yesterday. Blessed to stay in Cleveland with the hashtag Dog Pound. Dog Pound.
0: I just want to see I want to see the field. BYU women's volleyball remains 10th in the nation in the latest AVCA coaches top 25. Outside hitter Ronnie Jones-Perry, WCC Player of the Week. In the Boise State Tournament, Perry recorded 47 kills, 15 digs, and only 10 sets of play. Pretty darn good. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, friend of the program, former BYU quarterback and NFL player, John Beck. John, nice to have you back on.
4: Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me.
0: What did it mean to you to be featured in that Lego video, Beck to Harleen, a couple of weeks ago, John?
4: Uh, It was pretty funny, especially the way my kids reacted. I have (laughs) a couple little boys that absolutely love Lego, so for... For dad to be a Lego, actually, I think meant more than dad being an NFL football player. (laughs) Isn't
0: that the reality with young That was awesome.
1: And uh, we were in the crowd, apparently. We were featured in the crowd. So we were happy to be a part of that with you. And we were on the sideline for that. I know it's been 11 years now, which is crazy. But do do you still have – I mean, how often does that, like, come to your mind or people ask you about that play still?
4: Every BYU Utah week. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like – people at church people that are my friends you know just around that time of year the kind of like buzz starts happening again and of course then it's like hey yeah I remember where I was at and it you know it's always fun for me to hear the stories of what other people remember where they were what was going on and I feel lucky because you know the one view that I have is through my face mask and I will always remember what that looked like felt like you know so it's I'll, I'll cherish it always, and I, you know it's not like our family sits around at night and recites the, you know, the Greg Rubell play call. <laughs> plenty of time, plenty of time, plenty of time. Shuffling, <laughs> shuffling, shuffling. this time of year, I'm definitely reminded of uh, that play and that game and my teammates and how much work from every single player went into it.
0: Talking with former BYU quarterback and NFL player John Beck. Follow him at J Beck12 on the Twitter machine. BYU is in such an interesting position given what happened last week against LSU, a team that defensive coordinator Eliza Tuiaki said, man, they, they were better than I thought they would be, and I thought they'd be good. They're good enough to maybe be in the college football playoffs. So it's hard to gauge what BYU is capable of early in the season after that game, but that's what we're going to ask you to do. What do you expect from BYU against Utah on Saturday, John?
4: You know, I did bring Kirtle's show yesterday, and I told them this. After a game like this, where really you get your rear end handed to you, it's a great opportunity to learn a lot and grow a lot. So I think if, if they look at it the right way, if they move past it and just take from it what they can gain and become better from it, I could see BYU stepping on the field this Saturday and having a great game. I, because if you watch the game and you know football, what's going on, you can recognize it's not like it's that far off. It's not like it's a bad football team. That went out and showed this is us like I see a lot of things that are really close it reminds me of some of my you know between the 2000 end of the 2004 beginning of 2005 some of the situations where you can see pieces about to fall into place and I know it's very easy to just point the finger at the coordinator and the quarterback that's it's easy and that's why everybody does it because the hard thing and which takes somebody actually knowing what's going on is to see all of the pieces that go into that, and those things are happening close. I said this also, you know, right now Tanner doesn't have somebody that, hey, has got you know, hundred something catches under his belt and has all over a thousand yards receiving in this offense, or he doesn't have a rusher that has eight hundred yards already in this offense. So those pieces are building; those are going to come, and when those start to happen more, you're going to start to see that cohesiveness in the unit that. Gosh, he just let that ball fly so early, and gosh, that like that that receiver just he, he knew exactly where to be. Those things will happen in time; It just can't just happen.
1: I would love for an inferior opponent to be on the schedule this week, but it's not there. It's Utah. BYU's got to bring it. Uh, Utah beat North Dakota. They're one and one New offense. Always that stout defense. What do you expect from the BYU offense against Utah this week?
4: Well, you know what? I actually I recorded that Utah. Uh, South Dakota game because I wanted to this week take a look at their defense. So uh, I haven't had a chance to set to stop and look at that game, but I want to because I'm curious what Kyle has shown in his last game. Especially because I'll, I'll, I'll say this about football: defensive coordinators they want to know their offense, meaning their own team's offense, because that can kind of dictate what can I and can I not do from a defensive standpoint. Can I be really aggressive, or do I need to play more of a bend don't break? And with this new offensive coordinator, I'm curious to see what Kyle's going to do on defense because it's easy for coaches to say, or people, fans, I mean, to say, well, that's his philosophy. He's just going to stay with his philosophy. But if you really listen to comments coaches make, they take into consideration what their own offense can do because they don't want to have their defense out on the field all the time. They don't want to be overly risky and potentially give up big plays, and then all of a sudden their offense has to play from behind because do they have that type of offense to win a game and come from behind, or or do they not? So I'm curious to see with this new coordinator, how does that affect what Kyle does defensively?
0: John Beck, with us on BYU Sports Nation, from quarterback to quarterback, what is your advice to Tanner Mangum this week?
4: Um, really, it's it's easy to feel all of the why did this happen? I wasn't anticipating this. You know, things have gone so good in practice. It's easy to do that, and. You're not going to find an answer for everything. I'll never never forget this. Steve Young called me after my Redskins situation, and it, it it was a bad situation. Everybody knew it, but, you know, you're trying to do your best in it, and Steve called me and said, look, John, if you try to find out all the reasons why this happened, you're just going to burn yourself out. What you got to do is just put it behind you, grab the things that you know you need to have going forward, and don't try to answer the questions of why. Just take what you can learn and go forward. And I I, I would tell Tanner that same story. Look, Tanner, it'd be really easy to get caught up in the why is this going like this. I didn't think this would happen. Or just, you know what, grab the learning things and go forward. Because we all know Tanner's got a lot of ability. We all know that he's already had games for BYU where he's played great. And it's the same player. And do I think Tanner's a better football player now than he was as a freshman? I do. I think he's a better player. I think he's improved. I think he's learned. So don't worry. You can go out this game, kill it, and then, hey, the world's all right. You know, you almost have to have a baseball player mentality. When I talk to our quarterbacks, our NFL guys a lot, we try to talk to them in almost having a Dominican baseball mentality because the Dominicans, they just they, they kind of slightly don't care, just enough to allow themselves to play free every at-bat. And they can go out there and strike out, strike out a couple times, and in their fourth plate appearance, in their heads they're like, if this dude puts a fastball over the plate, I'm knocking it out of the park. And they don't let the previous three at-bats affect that at-bat. And that's what I would say. Hey, so the season didn't really, you know, this, this isn't going how you want. Don't let that affect this next game. Be in the moment. Be the best player you can be and take the things and don't worry about answering all the whys.
0: Fantastic stuff, John. We're doing everything we can to uh, exercise the demons of this so-called 2009 Max Hall curse. So hopefully having you on is a good start to good karma for BYU on Saturday.
4: I'm going to be at the game. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm flying up Saturday morning. It's been a long time since I've been uh, back in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, so I'm super pumped to be up there for the game. And I really feel like, hey, I know this is a tough loss to swallow, but, man, I tell you what, I truly believe that true competitors, they can swallow tough losses, and they're excited about what they can gain and build and learn from that and be a better player the next week. So I'm just hoping that all of our guys, hey, swallow this thing and move forward and be the best players they can be come Saturday.
0: Awesome. John, it's always great to talk to you. We'll see you on the sidelines on Saturday.
4: Thanks, John. Sounds great, guys. We'll see you.
0: John Beck on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. How good was that?
1: Yeah, John Beck, man. Find this guy! I, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you uh, or if I said I didn't have a massive picture of that play in my house because our uh, producer at iProvo – Pre-BYU. Dan Ransom. Dan Ransom took the photo. The
0: photo of back okay. to Harleen. Yeah. Shout out to Dan. Yeah. What do you want to see from the BYU run game against Utah on Saturday? That is our Twitter question. More of your tweets on the way. Plus, it's time to rock the streets. Lauren Francom and Between the Lines up next.
3: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day to day BYU Sports Play by Play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: As my dad says, it's a Tuesday, so that means it's Super Tuesday. Tonight at 6 Eastern Time, BYU Sports Nation. After further review, at 7 Eastern. And then BYU Football with Kalani Satake tonight at 8 Eastern Time. I'm Super just imagining, Tuesday. I'm
0: imagining like the spelling bee uh, Tuesday. T-O-O-T-O-O-S-D-E-E. Tuesday. So bad. So bad. What do you want to see from the BYU? Exactly. What do you want to see from the BYU run game against Utah on Saturday at Nickley51 says, an actual run game, like with yards and first downs and stuff. I love it. Let's do it. The snark is appreciated that's by the Snarknado. NATO. do
1: this. Snarknado Leroy. approves. Put in Waddell or Leroy <laughs> Jenkins.
0: Yeah. Why didn't we talk about Waddell yesterday? Gross oversight in Studio B. No Waddell.
1: No rushing. Come
0: on. Hey, I think it's safe to say that we are deciding to move on from what happened between BYU and LSU last weekend at this point and looking forward to what many of you believe is the biggest game of the season. You know why. It's the rivalry against Utah. The Cougars and Utes showdown this Saturday in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and it's time to go between the lines.
2: BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines.
5: Well, it's definitely the most anticipated game, at least here in Utah. So for this rivalry week, we decided to hit the streets in the heart of Provo to see where the people's loyalties really lie. Let's rock the streets. We're here in Utah County, in Provo specifically. You have to be either a BYU or Utah fan. Which are you? Utah. Uh, Utah. Oh, I'm I love BYU. What's the name of Utah's starting quarterback? Couldn't tell you. Do you guys know the Utah fight song?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm putting us on blast. No, I don't.
5: Okay, do you know it? No, I don't. So you guys aren't really U fans, no, is what I you're mean, saying. Like, I'm a U fan, but not like die hard you know so is your favorite color red or blue it's really important for us to know blue of course blue all the way right all the way blue so you're a BYU fan of course
2: oh, I bleed red
5: oh <laughs> you're breaking our hearts how big of a BYU football fan are you If they would let me dress up as Mystique at games, I would do it. But it's against the honor code, so a 10. A 10. A 10 out of 10. I'm pretty diehard. So are you a big enough fan that you know the Utah fight song? Yeah, but I'm not going to sing it for (laughs) you. Come on, Brandon. (laughs) I'm sorry, no. How many times have you sung the Cougar fight song?
1: Hundreds of times.
5: I'm going to start. Rise and shout, the The Cougars cougars are out. On to fame and glory. Rise and... I don't know. (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. (laughs) (laughs) who's your favorite player on the team right now
0: I would have to say Mangum
5: who's this guy you recognize him number 12 yeah big fan (laughs) big fan (laughs) Tanner Mangum how come
0: I just like how he's a pocket passer he really knows how to throw that ball loved him as a freshman when he came in and threw the Hail Marys he's a good player
5: so who is your favorite current player or coach have to go with the coach. I have a coach crush on him. I think he is brilliant and I'm so glad they got him in there last year.
2: Uh, it's a lot harder to hate BYU <laughs> with Kalani Clonny there.
0: Kalani's great. I think he brings a lot to the BYU program. I think he brings a lot of the camaraderie back to the program that um, has gone away. So it's actually kind of nice to have Kalani there.
1: And I think a lot of Utah fans feel exactly the same way.
5: If you had to come up with a headline of what the papers are going to read the day after the game, what's it going to say?
1: BYU ends
0: the drought, please. Six six times is long enough. We need a, we need a break. I don't know how the headline will read, but I do think it's going to be nail-biter. I don't know what the headline is, but we're going to win.
1: BYU wins this year.
5: Okay, the last thing we want you to do is give us a prediction for the BYU-Utah game that's coming up.
1: BYU is going to win 21-14, to
0: and they're going to score in the last two minutes. Mangum's going to pull off the comeback at the end, just like we have in the past against Utah, except this time we're going to win. We am going to go on an educated guess and say that BYU is going to win, probably 57 to 30-something.
5: That was a very high-scoring game. I like your optimism.
1: 2017.
5: For BYU.
0: BYU. I think it's going to be
1: 31-27 Utah. I like it. I'm going to go with my emotions.
5: We could do like a uh, 27-21 BYU. Nice. We're ending on MJ. Because I like her way better than these other dudes <laughs> over here. All Guys, we
4: shout the cougars. cougars are now. along mm-hmm. there too. The victory story. I just the On we go to vanquish <laughs> <bake, we're sharp laughs> our foe among the slaughter, sons and daughters. Slaughter i we read your song. In praise of you, our faith is strong. We'll raise our colors high in the blue into the sugars of BYU. Yeah. No. Rock, Ra-ra-ra.
5: Go
3: Cougars!
5: Yes, that was amazing. I heard someone's going to slaughter someone else in there, but we will forget about that. It was close enough. How many Ute fans were in the heart of provo really made me uncomfortable but we thank everyone for participating anyway next week we're going to hit the streets again and there are a lot of names that are difficult to pronounce on the BYU football team we're going to see how well these students are ready for those names yes and thank you Can cannot yeah. wait.
0: my favorite part of that whole video was this the clapping ra 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 ra
1: ra
5: ra 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 isn't that how cheerleaders clap like this oh they do this Oh whatever! Come
0: on, man.
5: come on, Lauren.
1: We're just a bunch of Listen, a couple of athletes over here.
5: I was a cheerleader in an eighth and ninth grade, so. <laughs> All right. This is how I clapped. No, hey. I'm just I heard you guys, but when that guy predicted, well, that guy that used to be on the men's tennis team, when he predicted that uh, BYU was going to score in the last two minutes, you both went, oh.
0: No, I did. So was well, that's no, true. Spencer it was just did. Spencer. No, a win, a win is good. I just the drama. You don't want
1: drama hey, this year. I want TNT every time. I want drama. It's great. I love drama. It's great. I love other people's drama. I don't like my own drama. <laughs> Just find is a BYU way drama
5: win. your own drama? Just though, find a way question. to
1: win. No. I mean, like, my own personal life drama. Got gotcha. I like okay. other people's drama.
5: <laughs> love it. Well, I think real BYU fans are hoping for a blowout. So.
0: Well, Lauren, thank you for real doing BYU
1: that. Real BYU fans want a win. Whether it
5: comes
0: A by win. one or not. It was have been for, one so, last year. Thank you for calling out those Utah fans. You're no, ugly. That was fantastic. You, Yep. Although Brandon Brandon was. seemed to be educated. so that, He that, was. Brandon yeah. was the yeah. only yeah. one, it though. It was good. You he found good. the educated Ute. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't,
5: laughs> no one was working, by the way. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. All right. Between the Lines continues next week with name pronunciations of someone, BYU football players. Someone
1: did that with BYU fans, but it was like... Uh, You know, French and Louisiana and kind of Cajun, you know, names and whatnot. Uh, That was fun. Someone else, like, Reddit called football Twitter. Okay. (laughs) It would be hard for anybody, let alone BYU fan. You know what I mean? (laughs)
2: Come
0: on. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the latest. Excuse me. Let's go to the Twitter machine and get some more of your tweets.
2: It's Twitter time.
0: All right. What do you want to see from the BYU run game against Utah on Saturday at BW fans? Says, like to see the offensive line move some people and create some running lanes.
1: Yeah, that's part of it, too. It's not just the running backs. You want the O-line to uh, get a good push. It won't be against LSU, so that will help the cause. Although last year, Taysom Hill single-handedly rushed the ball effectively. He's gone, so someone else has got to do that.
0: At Cameron T. Blake, touchdown celebrations.
1: No, those are induced penalties. (laughs)
0: Well, uh, legal celebrations. The Cougar Whip Round next.
3: Between the Lines on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you
0: need it most. School back in session on campus in Provo, Utah. Big thanks to today's guest, Blaine Fowler. Lauren Frankham, the quarterback. John Beck! Put it in your books! If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or
1: Google Play. Coming up this week, Greg Rebell, Brian Billick, Dennis Pitta, and Kyle Whittingham. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU football continues prep for Utah while looking to improve from Saturday against LSU. Yesterday, head coach Clonin Taki told the media yesterday he's being tough on the offense for a reason.
0: Kai Nakua signed to the Cleveland Browns practice squad. Nakua tweeted this yesterday, quote, blessed to stay in Cleveland with the hashtag dog pound, end quote.
1: Volleyball. The ladies remain ranked 10th in the country in the latest ABCA coaches poll outside hitter Veronica Jones-Perry of Copper Hills High School fame, West Coast Conference Player of the Week in the Boys State Tournament. She had 47 kills and 15 digs in 10 sets. Cougars in the major league.
0: Former Batcat, Jacob Hanneman, waived by the Chicago Cubs, but picked up by the Seattle Mariners. Yeah! And for the first time in his career, called up to the big leagues. Joins the team today.
4: Soccer.
1: I'm so excited for that. The ladies played at number 21 Colorado yesterday. They lost 3 to nothing. They are struggling to score goals. Hopefully they can get some in the back of the net coming up Friday night against Utah.
0: Five matches in still searching for that first win and Utah by the way is ranked when they come to Southfield
1: well, not for long
0: on Friday night today's rise and shout brought to you by dexter and dexter helping you need the most dexterlaw.com
1: goes to our boy Jerry Jacobs at Gold Yeller for making the lego cold tea/open for us <laughs> yesterday it takes so long to make those and he made one for us yesterday literally
0: worked the graveyard shift to pull that off yeah
1: he does stuff for big 10 network uh, NFL
0: stuff. PGA Channel. tour. Yeah, all that stuff. NHL on NBC. He's That's turned awesome. it into
1: a full-time gig. That's awesome. Good for him. He's my favorite Boise State fan by far. Oh,
0: it's not close, right? Sorry, cousin Drew. <laughs> it's not close. Our Twitter question today: what do you want to see from the BYU run game against Utah on Saturday? Back to the Twitter machine.
2: Tweet, tweet.
0: At Ray underscore TW. A well-timed in-stride deep ball from Tanner Mangum.
1: That would be nice.
0: That has nothing to do with the running backs.
1: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with the running backs. But it would a be running nice, back?
0: Would be nice to see that. Maybe that was calculated. Thank,
1: right?
0: thank you. Maybe got, that was calculated.
1: That got through the wickets.
0: At Dalinar, yards, yards, and more yards. I thought you were
1: saying that as a pirate.
0: Yards. <laughs> At Laser Sheep. Some (laughs) runs perfect word
1: to say as a pirate.
0: Some runs to the outside. Everything was into the line. Utah is usually good at holding the line. Just mix it up and be aggressive. Be be
1: aggressive. Running
0: running around the edge against L S U it's, it's going to be tough it, to do that.
1: As they say in Espanol, imposible. Yeah, that you, you've
0: got to find a hole in the line against LSU.
1: Hey, the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com.
0: Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer. Shout out to Rudy Zander. Rudy, Rudy!
1: Rudy! Rudy! There was, Rudy. has to be the one guy that goes over there. Rudy!
0: Epic scene. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at New Easter. We will see you in about 12 minutes for our post-practice recap.